All right, are we done? <laughs> Is listener, could you like and subscribe? Because so don't bother liking, don't bother subscribing, listener. What's the name of our podcast? Gemma and Julian, it says. And nothing. It doesn't say it doesn't say what likes there are, if any. Maybe I'll listen to it later to boost our artificially boost our numbers. <laughs> the listener can hear what you're drawing. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> in the last work one. it out from the sound. <laughs> you were like accused me of <laughs> you're like, the listener knows you're drawing, Gemma. <laughs> Um, at least I don't read boring links while I'm talking to you. Um, are we on minute 41? I think so. Yeah. Yes, because I just got confused because I was, uh, I realised publicly only minute 39 is available. Yes. <laughs> I think I didn't, I forgot that we had another one. I would have done it, but I thought, I thought I'd caught up. But, um, it's probably not a spoiler to the uh, listener that we've already eat done myself the... at this point. <laughs> uh, why don't you do an introduction? Go on, have a go. Well, after talking for how long? Like 40 minutes now, we'll be like, let's have an introduction. Yeah, have a go. Yeah, because I'll edit out and then I can use it if you do a clear. Welcome, listener, to episode 40. One. Sleep Minute. 41. Oh, 41. (laughs) (laughs) Of Sleep Minute. Dreams and the science of sleep. Why don't you tell us about... Why don't you tell us... Why don't you tell us about your dream, Gemma? (laughs) (laughs) Firstly, firstly, it's the Science of Sleep by Michelle Gondry, a 2006 film. Um, we are now, yeah, we are now. We're not even. Well, are we halfway through yet? I'm bad. No, nothing no, like no, it. we're not. Well, must be almost. No, it's 109 minutes long. Yeah, so almost. When you've got another 10, nine episodes, okay, nine yes. minutes. Uh, nine minutes is not long of a film. It's just. Nine episodes of luck. Um, <laughs> am I going to go through my dream? I can't believe I sent no, you. I had to write don't. it down. No, you think don't. It's so good though. Oh, you can do if you want. Yeah. You just have yeah, to sit yeah. there. No, go on then. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you often send me really, really long dreams. So I was like, I just have to like write it yeah. down because I'm going to lose it. And I still I think, think I lost longest. a bit in the middle. But yeah, that's probably the longest I've sent. Right, so if I say, before I say it, if I say that last night I watched, before I went to bed, I watched a Dario Argento film. I think it's his first film, Profondo Russo. And it was mad, like, if you've watched any Argento films. Have you seen any of this? Have you seen Suspiria? No, I haven't even heard of it. Oh. Is have it you? good? Do I have to add that to my list as well? I don't know. I mean, I mean, good is very subjective. <laughs> like... Uh, he's he's from like 2018. No, it's a, uh-huh. a remake of it. So oh. he he's a seventies. They're, they're called like Gaio. I think the types of films or Gallio. Anyway, okay. he's a, he was an Italian director, seventies. He's still alive, but yeah, they are they're very strange. So they're very arty horror, but like kind of um, in a sort of. It's just going to make it sound wanky if I describe it. I mean, you either kind of like this kind of stuff or not, I suppose. I can, I can totally imagine some people just being like, no, I just really hate it. I like that they're very stylized. So they're not like at all 
realistic they're like um everything's like really bright colors and there's always like amazing architecture and it's just like sort of strange you know there's like murder but it's kind of not it's not like straightforward like horror it's always something kind of like a bit odd and um and it has the music you probably know the soundtrack to Suspiria is very famous Goblin the band Goblin and it's amazing like really good um uh and so Suspiria has like it's it's sort of like a color palette it's all like red and um like really over dramatic deaths with the kind of like blood that's like bright red so not you know and like um these like crazy houses and there's like witches in it um it's and they dance so they're in a like dance school um and they all kind of get killed and and this one anyway it I mean the plot I couldn't even really tell you but people are getting killed by someone with these like amazing like glove leather gloves that like zip up like along the middle, like along the fingers, and you just see the gloved hands. Um, but the other thing about his films is that mm. all, which is very strange, all the actors spoke different languages. So it was filmed in Italy, but it was like a thing. I don't know if it was his thing or a thing of the time. I, I know that like a lot of films in Italy are dubbed anyway. And so, and I guess because he wanted to kind of like, put them out internationally I don't know but it's a mad thing because they must have not been able to communicate with each other so he'd have like English German Italian French like all different like, languages and they just speak the lines in their own language and then they would just dub it they dubbed it in <laughs> Italian and in English right. so you watch it and like none of the things match up like every now and then it will be like oh that person is speaking Italian so it kind of but they're still dubbed and it's not even dubbed in a like because you know like how like I was saying about the Untamed and in China they dub everything because everyone has these different dialects so they just dub it all always and they're just used to it but they do it quite seamlessly like you're not watching it it does give it a kind of disconnect but this is like not even it's just it, it makes it feel like a sort of almost like a um like a bad like porn film like where they're sort of like saying these lines and like coming into rooms and sort of and then all this like mad shit happens so there's that layer of it anyway and some like things happen in like someone gets dragged behind they get like tangled up in a thing behind a a dump truck and then they're like pulled along the road and die and there's like blood coming out their mouth and there's quite like gory murders so anyway I'd watch that and I was quite tired and then uh and then I eventually got to sleep and then it like was woken up at about five by banging from our upstairs neighbors like fucking insane banging like someone's just literally just like hammer or dropping like steel balls on the floor and just like jumping over and over and um and I heard uh I heard Lucinda like bang and I was like yeah too right <laughs> so I could hear she, but but it's really hard to like bang up because mm. we've got those like um what are they called art artex no those are white yeah, public, yeah. yeah. It, it, you can't really like it doesn't it just makes this sort of tapping noise <laughs> it doesn't really like have a satisfying sort of boom so i don't think they can even hear and it just got loud and i thought oh maybe maybe they'll stop and it's just like i bet the the kid upstairs like mum is away and she's just like messing around but like 
weird. Like normally you do that at night. It's like weird that they got up early. Because like, yeah, I was like a bit of a naughty teenager, but I would have had parties and like stayed up till like two or something, but it's weird. She got up at five. <laughs> it's strange. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to go up. And I was kind Wait, of so- half asleep. I was like, I'm just going to go up and talk to her because if I wait till tomorrow, it'd just be harder to explain. I want to like confront them while they're doing it. Um, So I went up in my pajamas, like in the lift and like knocked on the door. And I hear this. As soon as I got into the corridor as well, it just like stunk of weed, like literally on the whole floor or like their floor. It's just like weed. And I like came around the corner. I was like, yeah. And then I could hear like a load of teenagers and I was like ah so she's got people around so when I like knocked on the door nothing knocked again out and just stood there and then like the music turned down and I could hear sort of like and I was like open the door please and I just went into like teacher mode I was just like open the door I'm standing here I'm just going to stand right here until you open the door let's have a conversation (laughs) and then they just turned off the music and I could hear them like whispering like and I was like yeah I can hear you (laughs) so this is getting boring now are you going to open the door and she didn't and so I just had to have this conversation through the door like saying okay I I basically was like (laughs) this is the thing after it's just really cringy like oh I wanted to kind of make her you know feel not scared but like a bit like oh it's really hard when you like just talking to a door <laughs> so I was just kind of like look uh you know we don't want to be woken up at five in the morning it's insane like you're, you're jumping on the floor and I, and I can tell you that the whole place smells like weed so unless you want me to call the police or talk to your mum just open this door and let's have a conversation then more whispering and she's like it's 20 past five and I'm like yes it's two and she was like it's 6 a.m and I was like Yes, I can hear you. It's 6 a.m. now, but we actually were working up at 5. So not everybody wants to be awake at 5. And I was saying it all. I wasn't, like, yelling, you know. Um, And she just, like, kept not responding. And so I was just like... And I did that thing of, like, pretending to go. (laughs) Like, I even then closed the door to see if they were, like, I thought maybe they'll come out and, like, stick their little heads out, and they didn't. So I just went back and I went, okay, look just don't jump on the ground, all right? And I just was like, I, there's nothing else I could do. I just go back. But then they were, they were quiet after that. But it was just like quite surreal. <laughs> and like when you're like half asleep and you have to get the kind of adrenaline up to do it. Hmm. And Jacinda was like, oh my God, that's so good that you went into teacher, Gemma teacher mode. And like, because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that. So she was kind of like glad that I did. But then I felt all like, oh God, they were just like laughing at me and, and it it's like you said it's like if this had just been like a one-off it's like oh they're having like teenage hijinks okay but they're always so loud it's just like you know (laughs) it's just like the millionth thing (laughs) um so anyway then I like lay in bed like reading and I read this like stuff about A.A. Gill do you know anything about him he was a total pervert he wasn't a pervert. Wasn't he? No, he wasn't a pervert. He was a um dick. He was like 
a misanthropist. Like he he said some oh, horrible things about with people. Someone else. I mean, he yes. was a really we good writer. Out, but, I'm confusing um, him with the font designer. Ah. Uh, yeah, I knew his name, but this is how Kim because I was looking up audio. Eric Gill. Okay, I was looking up audiobooks to listen to, and one that was like recommended was um, Bill Nye reading A.A. Gill's things. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. I like Bill Nye. And then I was like, I don't really know who A.A. Gill was. So I looked him up. I looked up the Wikipedia thing and I was like, oh, oh, God, he was horrible. I don't know if I want to listen to him. <laughs> I like, I think he was a good writer, but um, yeah. And it had this like entry about where apparently he, this is not funny, this is horrible. He just shot a baboon. Because he said he wanted to know what it was like to shoot a person. And he thought like the a baboon was like the nearest thing. So he could have the feeling of what it would be like to take a life. And he was like, there's no excuses for it. There was no reason. Um, and he like described it in this like really horrible detail. Like, oh, it just, he just like slid down and like, um, you know, like it just, oh, it was so repugnant. Um and so then that fed into my dream as well, which now I feel like I've been talking for about 10 hours. So maybe I'll have to like, you have to say something and then I'll say the dream. But anyway. I was going to say you haven't actually said the dream. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, maybe you should read what I wrote. Um, no, just reading about the killing of a baboon. No, I'm not going to read that. Yeah, your dream. you're reading about. There you go. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, when you do, do you ever do that? It's just like, why am I reading this when I'm like sort of half asleep? It's just like, this isn't going to help me go back to sleep. So then I fell asleep again, but like a few hours later, sort of like in the morning, like at nine, half eight or nine or something. I feel that's like when you have the most vivid dreams, is if your sleep is disturbed and then you fall asleep again. Because you go, I think you go straight into yeah. REM sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you read something while you're, or look at something while you're in that state, it really like goes into your, <laughs> goes into your head. Should have just not. <laughs> I mean, he was, it wasn't that bad, but it was just, it must have like disturbed me. Um, are you reading now? <laughs> just see your Sorry, reading yeah. face yeah 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 i yeah. accidentally started reading about aa girl yeah yeah look at him later um there's a good article by lynn barber i don't know if you know her like um interview by her she knew him for quite a long time and she's just really blunt and it's really good she's just like she's she was sort of friends with him but she also just doesn't mince her words she's just like yeah he's, he's a dick he's a very good writer he's really good at what he does but just, just like yeah <laughs> Um, what should we do? Should we hear the dream for a minute? <laughs> should I come back to the dream after? <laughs> <laughs> but I've written on your thing, fucking hell, I had possibly the most insane dream I've ever had. Oh. And this is after just having been in the flat not well all week, just on my own. Like, I've been going a bit mad. It felt like a throwback to COVID times because I felt as bad, almost as bad without the breathing thing as COVID and just doing like a jigsaw for like hours every day. And yeah. So 
So are you going to say it now or what? Shall I? Yeah. <laughs> it's just my voice, though. <laughs> I feel like you have to say something. <laughs> I can go, uh-huh. Just my voice. So like... <laughs> like a, almost like a mystery, but the horror element. So it was like in my flat, but it wasn't the same as my flat, with my flatmate. And, um, and then there was this like, all these cars just built up in the car park and they were all trying to get out at the same time. And I was looking out the window going, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they like, why don't they just get out each other's way? And it was like really aggressive and they were like honking their horns. And then just like one, just like literally just smashed into, I know where that came from as well. Cause you showed me that crash test thing of that van. So that's where that came from. Right. Cause it just folded up. So these two cars just went into each other and just like rammed and they just folded up. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? They're just getting out of a car park. Like, why are they doing that? So there's just this terrible car, like, mashup <laughs> outside in the car park. But then they kind of, like, all got out. But the crashed car was there, or a crashed car. And everyone else had gone. And then this woman started shouting for help. And she was, like, crawling. I looked out the window and she was crawling along the car park, like, on her belly, dragging her feet behind her and shouting for help. And then she got to the window and she like reached out and like held my hand and her leg was like destroyed and it had been like eaten. And I looked down and a load of cats were eating her leg and it was like almost gone. It was like, you could see bone and like... (laughs) There was like 10 cats there and she was just like the cats are eating me alive and I can't get them off <laughs> and it was fucking horrible um uh and no one was doing anything like everyone had gone and like there was no one there and she was like no one will help me and I was like so stressed and I started retching and I was like being sick and then I was like I have to call the police so I went out the room but we didn't have phones I had to like find a room with a phone in it I think and so I went, and this is a bit that, like, I think this is kind of in a different order, but I went to try and find a phone and there was some guy in the building who like showed me this whole bit of the building that I'd never seen before. And I was like, oh, I can store stuff here because there were all these like cupboards and like armchairs. And he was like, oh yeah, we play Scrabble here all the time. You should come and join us. And I was like, yeah. And then I found a room, a small room with a phone, but it was like an old fashioned, this is probably from the film, like an old fashioned like dial up phone with a cord um so I couldn't like go anywhere with it and I called the police but weirdly it was 111 (laughs) no no I called 999 first and they were like uh there's been an emergency there is no one here and I just was so like hyped up I just started going through everything that happened I was like there's this woman and she's the her cats are eating her alive and she's got no legs and there was a car crash and they were like ma'am you're not listening there's been an emergency there's no one here you need to hang up and call a different number and I was like ah. <laughs> and then I like got through to someone else and and then I was like reliving this whole thing and like explaining everything that happened and then this man appeared in the room and like trapped me in there and he was like harassing me and he wouldn't like he was trying to take the phone off me and he was like standing between me and the phone and like pulling the wire and then like like grabbing me and really it was really aggressive and terrifying and then he shut the door and like locked us in there um and he was gonna like attack me 
and I managed to get I think I kicked him in the balls as I was <laughs> I like need him and managed to kind of get out and I ran off and I got back to our flat and Lucinda was just like not that bothered and she was just like well what did you expect <laughs> and just kind of was like yeah you're just making this up on you just sort of not really looking <laughs> and I was like no one is helping this woman and I don't know what to do and this guy's and then see I'm sure there's another bit but it ended with this I went into this room and there were all these men like sitting in a line at this table and there were like all these people in my building and there were like women one of whom actually is in this building the rest were just like I don't know um and they were all like standing around and they all looked kind of like they knowing like they knew something and I was like really angry and I was like why is no one angry like why is no one doing anything this woman is being eaten by cats and even as I was thinking at this point in the dream I was like hang on that doesn't sound plausible like something's not right here and then it like became apparent that they had all planned the whole thing the car crash the cats the the accident faked everything in order to trap these men and this man looked at me and he was just like we won <laughs> and i went did you though you look like a fucking baboon and i looked at him and he was actually a baboon like his face turned like blue and <laughs> turned into like a baboon i don't know if that is a baboon can't remember what they look um, like not sure Maybe. sort of blue and pink like they got that weird like flat and his face just transformed into an actual baboon <laughs> yeah i think that's a baboon um and then we went out and this cinder was like maybe in future you won't be so quick to believe everything like do you really think that she's been eaten by cats and i was like well how was i to know or say this stuff and they were like yeah we just made all that up because they're evil and uh racist and then they were saying we found out that they'd signed a petition to get the it was like what do they call it it was like a church in the basement they wanted to partition it so that the jews were separated and like no like jews were not allowed and they had to have their own bit and i was like oh my god and it was like the worst thing i was like oh and they're like so we got them <laughs> like how <laughs> but um and then they said was like yeah he said to me that my hair is literally like a crown of spiky thorns <laughs> and i was like fuck <laughs> crazy what do you have against cats yeah i don't know where the cats came into it were you talking about cats not really i don't think they came in the film as far as i can remember yeah i mean you do hear of people being eaten by their cat yeah <laughs> if you die alone the cat will just eventually be like well maybe not even that long they sort of probably wait a couple of hours and then they're like let me just have a little nibble like yeah this is pretty good oh eaten alive by cats but it doesn't make sense when you think about it like how did that trap them like what what did that what and like why did i have to be hoodwinked <laughs> that's the bit that i don't get well but don't you i think sometimes you're like that you think you are a bit sometimes feeling that people are conspiring against you oh is that the sort of my paranoid side i think yeah yeah maybe it's that everyone um, sort of is in on some sort of thing and you're not 
I do, I do think it was partly like the complaining to the neighbours, what I was thinking afterwards was like the neighbours opposite them must have heard me. Mm. And one of them was the woman in the dream. And I was like, I wonder what she, <laughs> I don't know. I felt sort of like embarrassed. Like, do they just think, do they not? Because they can't hear what we hear, obviously. So they don't know like how loud it is because you can't hear like a long ways. You can only hear down and up. I don't know. I was sort of imagining other people in the building were like, oh, God, she's a bit crazy. Like, <laughs> sort of embarrassing thinking you been saying all this trying to be like oh adult and like telling off and then there's these people just sitting in their flats going like what I'll probably become like you know when you were a teenager and it's like you get like told off and it becomes like a thing like something that they say will become like something that you repeat for fucking years just like yeah. remember that time when that woman <laughs> that old woman <laughs> yeah had a go at us <laughs> how funny was that <laughs> Oh, Lord. Did you ever have parties? Have we talked about this? No, not really. No. At least not at... Um, Did you come to mine? No, I don't think I've ever been to one of your parties either. I wasn't invited, Gemma. Well, I feel like you would I have been. I didn't know you well enough. No, I you did. Saying... I think you just didn't go because everybody, like Dave and Omar and everyone was there and like loads of people from Sixth Form, so I feel like you must have not been able to for some reason. Yeah, maybe. maybe because people just turned out that I hadn't invited. It was one of those where I was like, oh, I didn't really mean this to get quite so big. Perhaps because it was an Eastbourne too difficult to get back from. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, party in your own place is always a bit stressful. Okay. Yes, if it's your parents' place. You sent me a really long dream. <laughs> All kinds of fancy dancing. And there was a riot scene. <laughs> Seven horses on the stage. I like that. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> It just seemed like a really then, impressive production for something that was like a student thing to have seven a big, horses. A big model with Ian McKellen went by. <laughs> and I said to the person next to me that I'd seen it before. <laughs> Why Ian McKellen? I don't know. It was just like made out of polystyrene. That's so funny. He <laughs> was sort of in repose, sort of <laughs> lying down. What does he represent for you? I don't know. <laughs> Gandalf. Is he Gandalf? No. Yeah, no, no. Yes. Is he? Oh, yes. Jesus. No, but I always get them. There's another one. I don't think it is. There's two actors that I always get confused. Okay. But if Gandalf wasn't played by Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen was. Well, because he was in Harry Potter. No, he, I think he was Dumbledore. No, he's not Dumbledore. Because there's another wizard as well in <laughs> Christopher Lee. Lord of the Rings. Is it Christopher Lee? Yeah. Okay. But he is Dumbledore. He's, He's Gandalf. A bad He's Gandalf. <laughs> this is a terrible app. Hmm? This is a terrible app. Yeah. This is where you just go really monosyllabic. <laughs> you just unlike, say, unlike yes. an unsubscribe listener. Unlike runaway. That bit's probably been as his own. Did Tangerine just make a noise? No, that's probably my stomach. Oh. <laughs> Hungry. That's oh, probably no. why I looked at the time. Oh no. I had um I told oh, you already shit, it I is made, lunchtime. I made a chia seed cappuccino. Is that oh, all you've had? Very filling. No, no, I had some wheat oh. picks as well. You start then, because I'm sick of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Minute 40. 40? We're talking no 41. Sorry, I keep getting confused about that. Okay, so this is following on um from them in the shop, but still in the shop. She says, Look, I'll give him 
your number. Who are you so? asking? Uh, this is Stephanie saying to Zoe because she's like, like previously she had said, why did he lie about his dress? Why did you? And she was like, why did you lie about our jobs? She said, I'll give you a number. You can ask him. She's a bit jealous. She, yeah. And she's like, I, I have a man. She's like, you tease others. She's like, how dare you say that? I'm no prick tease. Take that back. And then they start to fight a little bit. But I don't think she says that in French. Uh, yeah. What is it in French? I don't I think she just says you like to flirt or something. They just made it's it a bit more. I don't like the I don't like the term prick tease. I find it really <laughs> offensive. Um yeah, I think it's just an American sort of assumption. A bit of an Americanism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's what she said in the last one. No, she says that in this one. Have you just done in the this, whole minute, in like in, in this one. two seconds? No, in this one. Yeah, pretty much, because it's not much goes on. No, but they start to then fight a bit. And then it's like the owner of the shop, which is, whose name is Personet, oh. in capitals in the in the subtitles, says something, I forget, I didn't write it down, but something like, you know, stop fighting. And she says, we're exchanging ideas, not fighting, big difference. He says, if you can't stop fighting, don't be friends. Oh, that's it. Um he's wearing I've written he's wearing an old school French stripy jumper very 80s looking um he just looks very French uh yeah they're fighting but they're kind of like laughing like they're kind of yeah sweet fighting yeah because yeah. I was like are they really like how annoyed is she but she's sort of I don't know or maybe she's just used to it like Zoe just gets away with everything <laughs> yeah it's like mm-hmm. um, brother and sister fighting kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Or sisters, maybe, because why, why change one of the genders? <laughs> um, so then they're looking up his number. They're back at Zoe uh, Stephanie's flat. Both of them, yeah. Both of them. And they're looking in the phone book to look up his number. Which is a clever thing to do. Right. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> But it's kind of weird because there's always a bit of guesswork because it's only just got their first letter and then you have to sort of know a bit where they live as well. So yeah. It was quite a weird thing. Mm. It's weird. Can you do that now as well? Is there a phone book? It's weird. So the phone book does still exist, you know, run by BT. It's www.thephonebook.bt.com. Okay. And you look someone up and it's kind of interesting because it does all this sort of, you know, slightly extra stuff that you can... Says their name and their, their full address, and then also one point, you know, like distance from Eastbourne Centre. But then it has a button next to it saying "Find a gift." <laughs> I guess Find that's a just gift like, yeah, to send to them. Yeah, in partnership with Groupon, oh. send them some flowers or food and drink. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's just it's their just advertising because kind of everything, yeah, everything needs to have some kind of referral code and something in the hope that somebody one day might buy something that will add up to a few pennies. Yeah. Do you still have in your uh, memory any phone numbers? No, just my. Don't uh, you? Yeah, well, just 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 my home one from when I was young. That's it, really. To be honest, it's like oh. my current phone number and my phone number from when I was young, and that's about it. I can I mean, remember I, Lee's and Becky's. I can't remember. House yeah, phones. I can't remember off my off my top of my head. Maybe if I said them back, I would know. Mm. Um, I had for a while this ludicrous long number that I could use to dial from anywhere to sort of phone my mum for free. Oh, I remember that. I, I had that. It was that. really long. It was something yes. like 20 digits long or something like that. 
yeah. it was amazing because you had to sort of remember yeah it was good was I did use long... that a few times yeah because there were some because because phone boxes were really expensive yeah I mean they're so ludicrously expensive so if you now. didn't it's have like any money you could... yeah are they oh I think it's like a pound is like the minimum you're going to put into a phone box. But I mean, also they're all just so many of them are just. I mean, I imagine loads and yeah, there's still quite a lot in in London. And that's because they've been listed or in some way are protected. So there's these red phone booths, but there are occasionally still the '80s ones, you know, that were kind of oh, they're bad. Why not just the keep them nice and red? Lobster, lobster hand man has disappeared completely. I remember him. No. From BT, there was like that sort of oh. guy holding the trumpet. There was the Pied Piper who was a oh. pedophile. But, um, what the hell are you talking about? With a trumpet, wasn't he? A lobster the hand man with a trumpet who was a paedophile <laughs> and the Pied Piper. What the hell? Oh, didn't the Pied Piper have nefarious intentions? No, he's... Oh, yeah. He, he stole killed... all the children from yeah, the village. Yeah. He's a plague, isn't he? Oh, a plague. Well, he, okay. he sort of represents a plague, like he's killed all the... Like a whole generation... That's how I right. always took it. Right. Because he's led I, them out. Yeah. He stole all the children. But doesn't he children. take the... No, wait. Doesn't he take the rats? He takes the rats so first. taking the plague and away. Like, this is great. And yeah. And then he takes the children too. What's the moral? I don't understand. Just don't trust a dude with a pipe? The rats? <laughs> it could, the downside of rats is you get to have children. <laughs> if you get rid of rats, your children will be next. <laughs> You tolerate this. Wait, there's a gr- the grim truth behind the pride viper. Oh, is it about a plague? In Hamlin? There's a... <laughs> or a serial killer? Know. But it's bollocks. What are you looking it's, on Wiki? It's a lot of... It's, you know, it's, it's something on the BBC, but it's written in oh. such a long form way yeah. that you can't possibly read it. Um, hmm. It's kind of intriguing. Apparently, I didn't realise it's the Pied Piper of Ham, Hamlin. Yeah, that's what I just said. And Germany. Oh, you knew that. Sorry, I already. I didn't know that. Um, so I wondered if something okay. happened there, like a plague. Or... There was a rat catcher hired by the yeah. town to lure rats away with his magic pipe, and the citizens refused to pay for the service as promised. Oh, so in fairness, they were in debt. Oh. He retaliated by using his, <laughs> using right, his magical... Well, don't go hiring magical rat catchers oh, if you magical. can't afford the price. Oh, this is the fairy story. Yeah, I thought you were saying the a, real thing. I no, thought no, were, no. This, it was based summary. on someone who is like, oh, that's fair enough. He killed all their children because they didn't <laughs> pay him. Like, that's all right then. Uh, okay. So they should have. Oof, there's a lot of oh. stuff to read about that. We'd have to come oh, back to that. Yeah, that sounds but, intriguing. Um, is there not a summary? <laughs> In summary. Yeah. So, okay, maybe it wasn't the Pied Piper, but it was the Piper logo, and it was dropped by BT in 2003. But you must remember that. If you you, you know the sort of man, (laughs) but he's got lobster hand. (laughs) I don't know. What's he got to do with it? What's he got to do with phones? You see that on some of the old phone boxes. Yeah, but what's he got to do with phones? Why did you have a lobster hand? Piping? Because, look. Just look it up. Look it up. Pied Piper BT No, I'm logo. looking up the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Rattenfanger von Hamlin. Titular character. Okay, hang on, hang on. No, it's just a Brothers Grimm story. Yeah. So it's not real. 
I thought you were saying it was like based on like a serial oh, no. or a plague or something. Because sometimes they are like based on things that happened and then someone's made a story out of it. It's on a stained glass window, the earliest mention, placed in the Church of Hamlin in 1300. There we go. I'm going to send you the oh, link. The window is generally considered to have been created in memory of a tragic historical event for the town. Hamlin Town records also apparently start with this event. The earliest written record is from the Town Chronicles in an entry from 1384, which reportedly states, it is 100 years since our children left. <gasps> they must have had some kind of disease that all the children died. Although research has been conducted for centuries, no explanation for this historical event is universally accepted as true. Rats were added in 1559. Were added. <laughs> and that number of theories suggest that children died of some natural causes, such as disease or starvation, and the piper was a symbolic figure of death. Hmm. Or that there maybe there was a landslide. Oh, maybe. Or they contracted some disease during an epidemic. Seems likely. Maybe if the rats all starved to death and the children did afterwards. Well, you'd think the rats would last longer than the children. Well, the rats were just added later to, that's what they're saying, to make the story more interesting. Okay. Do you see the logo? <laughs> anyway, how do we go no. to the Pi 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 Because you're talking about... I don't know. Oh, old, old telephone booths. Anyway, yeah. I don't know how we got oh, to those. phone book, because they're looking up in the phone book. Oh, they're looking in the phone book. That's it. Yeah, anyway, and phone books, phone booths were expensive, and so you had that really, really long number that you could dial. <sighs> yeah. Um, so anyway, they're unpacking. They find Stefan's number because I've they worked... know his surname, mm. but I guess because they know the landlord's surname. Yes. And... They're kind of like... Um, so they know Zoe, they're ringing next door. Yeah, so Zoe now. dials it while Stephanie looks through the hole in the wall that yeah. Zoe had drilled before, which is just of this sort of animal skin, which is now hanging on the wall, so the hole is still visible. And she says something like, oh, it's ringing. And then Zoe forces the phone on Stephanie. Isn't that so annoying? I hate it when people do that. But yes. I also do it to you sometimes. I hate that. I hate that really reminded me of being that yeah. like younger in the times of phones like that, like where because it doesn't happen so much now although it would you know someone might do but yeah it'd just be like you you aren't just like no i yeah i hate speaking on phones and i used to oh, i can remember people doing that it's horrible yeah. yeah i used to really hate phoning people and it was really stressful like when you were young that you'd have to like call and speak to someone's parents yeah and like there was always a funny thing as well when watching american films where they went on about long distance and we're like what does that mean because it was like the local calls were free and long distance cost money and they always had phones in their bedrooms so they'd just be calling each other in their bedrooms like oh so lucky yeah i had a phone in my bedroom by the time i was 16 i did it by by maybe younger by by buying a phone my own phone and a long long cord and i actually and you're an only child so you could just yeah be the one that had it I actually switched over the phone service as well to something other than BT. Or it was some sort of thing that you could layer on top of BT, maybe, because I think the rental was still BT. But it was like you could prefix by dialing some number in front of it, and then you got... Wow. You could what did that get call, you? You could call for an hour for a penny or something. Oh. Mm. Never called me. Or did you? Did we used to talk probably about this? Yeah, probably. I'm sure we did. And when, we, when I did, it was probably by me using this. I don't know. It, also, it then went to a separate bill, so it was all very convenient. My parents were like, this is a great system. So the question is, was it you that gave Joe my phone number <laughs> so she could call me and have a go at me? 
Possibly, yeah. <laughs> or did yeah. she look me up in the phone book? No, we I need to get Joe you. on the air and ask her. Yeah, I think we resolved this, didn't we? And it probably no, was. No, she her. doesn't remember it. No, she doesn't remember having a go at you, but she said it was the kind of thing she would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird that it just doesn't really happen now because I. No. Your phone now always tells you what number it is, so you can kind of be like, that's a weird number, I wouldn't answer it. So you don't have that kind of like, it's ringing, you don't know who it will be. Um, they do get this a lot, probably... though, kids at school, like they, and they're all day long. Like They'll get their phone out and be like, someone's calling me. I'm like, well, just leave it alone. You're in the middle of a lesson. Like, no, I need to know who it is. No, you don't. <laughs> or they'll just get like <laughs> messages on. Right now. Yeah, on something like Snapchat or whatever, Instagram, and they'll just be like, I don't know who this is. I have to message back. She's like, you really don't. <laughs> Please don't. So kids are allowed to have their, sc- their no, phones No, of course them. they're not. Oh, so what's happened then? How well, what can you this... do? You can't like strip search them. Like Right. So they just, so, 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 uh, what's the word for it? Help, you know, kept a little phone on them. Sequestered this word. Well, they Sequestered have their stuff on them all day. They've got their bags. It's not really, you can't like take their stuff off them. I mean, I know some schools do that, but that's quite extreme. My really colleague um, <laughs> Haley, for reasons I can't quite remember exactly why she wanted it, but because I, I used to use that AliExpress where you could get all these like weird things from China, and I bought her this phone that was like this big. It's like oh, for the listener, iPhone. Um, it's yeah, what big? <laughs> I don't know. What's <laughs> the size? It, it's, yeah, the size of a lip balm. <laughs> it's, it's big. Oh no. Yeah, it's roughly yeah, it's about that size size of a lip balm. Yeah, that kind of size, <laughs> and it had this so, tiny little keyboard on it. You even and touch that keyboard if it was that big you yeah you have, to have tiny pin. little fingers you could do i think it possibly even had a little um presser that you could take out like a stylus and then it actually had an earpiece that came at the back so you could stick it in just like it was a headphone and that was how you could talk to people anyway and the the common the thing we came to think was this is probably a phone that is designed to be snuggled into prison or oh. places so because it also had a voice changer on, built into it that you could turn on. So you could phone up someone and then you have a different this. sounding voice. You're going to be on some yeah. list now. <laughs> oh, I've got lots of weird things to AliExpress. Probably everyone's. Dodgy. Hmm. It's kind of funny. Did she use it? Well, just she phoned me once with the with the voice changer because I didn't even know it had this voice changer. It was, was really it scary. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Who is this?" Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite know what it was she wanted it for. Whether it was like going on a holiday somewhere. Well, she or asked you like to get it. Yeah, for some weird reason. Yeah, that's really dodgy. Perhaps she's done some terrible crime and you've just enabled it. Yeah, probably. Probably she is a terrible criminal. <laughs> um. So, no, so Stephanie forces Zoe forces yeah. the phone on Stephanie. She says his full name. Does she? I'm which is that what, down Steph- for some reason. Yeah, no, she does. And um, what is his full name? I don't know, Stefan. Whatever. But I think he has a middle name too, maybe. But Stefan, oh. what is his last name? Don't know. You should know this. I know. I don't know though. So maybe Why did we see? not write that down? That's I don't know. I haven't written any of this down. Of that minute. <laughs> anyway and he recognizes her voice and says hey and then it stops so we don't know what happens next oh yeah but, what does he say stephanie yeah yeah but are you good i'm terrible at recognizing people's voices on the phone like it was always a, that was a, one of the things as well so the mm. phone rings you don't know who it is from the number because it's just like ringing you answer it and then you're like yeah who is it? yeah no idea but some people are really good at recognizing the voice that was terrible terrible for me yeah he recognizes her. Uh, also, so in this bit, so they're next door. 
uh, so obviously he knows that they're next door <laughs> um right. and now they know but they haven't said to each other that they know uh so he doesn't know that she knows but uh in the commentary gondry said that they set it up so that um and he was like quite pleased with it which is one of these film things where he's just like in real life obviously this would happen but to film it is quite difficult where they had the sound of the phone ringing while it's ringing you can hear it <clears throat> ringing through the wall of the room they're in so they had to set up a phone ringing in a separate set next door so that they could create Wait, that sound. it's a set well or not the set then whatever that whatever they did like you're right it's not is it? it's an actual flat so that must be even more difficult i don't know how they did it yeah her room might be a set yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Could, and also, like, bits it. of it can be, like, some scenes can be, like, even if they have yeah. a flat, it could be. I don't know. I don't think so, though. But whatever they, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm quite pleased that we managed that because it's like you can hear it ringing both in her phone and from the next door. Um, and then I also like the, like, you see them both in their flats and, like, you really notice, like, they're both quite similar. Like, they're just surrounded by art and things that they've made little weird inventions so you get this kind of parallel and he's in bed so do you know what time of day this is he's just always asleep <laughs> mm. yeah it always seems a bit dusky kind of mm. times he likes it to be really blue outside but mm. maybe that bit is set up because very often as well i feel like whenever you see filming maybe that's because that's the difficult bit because it's like you want things to be a kind of you don't want it to be just black outside because that looks weird on a mm. camera so you have to have it as this kind of like dark blue but it feels very yeah. often that you see that when it's filming they're outside with these enormous lamps yeah kind of then with all this blue screen to kind of i guess make it look like a kind of twilighty dark blue I outside i don't know how they act like when i was watching that behind the scenes things and they like, like in the the untamed drama, so a lot of it's like, some of it is on location, they'll just be like on a mountain or something, or just in this sort of clearing field. But they're like standing there and there's just people, there's one that I was watching that's quite like low, low budget, I think. Um, they didn't even have like proper like white, you know, because sometimes they have those like white pop-up things, reflector things. Because every time mm. they shoot a scene, they've got one of those behind them. So it's really weird to be sort of natural because you're so, not only surrounded by like camera crews and stuff, but someone's standing behind you with this massive sheet of white. And in this one, they just had like literally just bricks of polystyrene. <laughs> They're just standing there. And it's just someone's job to just kind of stand next to the actor like that. <laughs> it's like really weird. And how do you like get an authentic bit of acting i think it's quite clever because they do it all out of order as well so they're just like oh just do this this one scene and there's just these people standing behind you like that and you have to be like emotional and yeah and i guess that's the continuity director isn't it to, they they yeah. have to work out what things what state of mind everyone should be in yeah editors as well like just that's do good. so much in things like but it is weird um, the film industry is a strange it it's like its own little world isn't it yeah it sort of like goes back to this thing and there's all these sorts of people who have jobs which are just barely doing anything at all like your job is just to hold something yeah, exactly and and most of the time you don't even need to be there or hold it but you're just like on hand in case they need someone to hold yeah something. the assistance like yeah yeah because in the in the untamed as well that's like because it's like really hot 
um and there's just like assistants and they're just standing with like an umbrella just like in between shots just holding them over but like Wang Yibo and Xiao Jian are like four feet taller than the average Chinese person so there's these like tiny all the crew are like <laughs> just like holding this umbrella like above their head it's like it's a bit of a shit job although you get to stand next to pretty the pretties how tall is he then uh six foot something or five nine six foot something i think uh Xiao Jan's yeah, taller he's, okay. he's taller so i think Xiao Jan is like six one or six. Oh, so he's pretty tall yeah um and they like you see it like when you see them with the crew just like oh okay they're like just towering above everyone i just want to watch more now hmm. have you seen all Yibo's films uh no I haven't seen other things because I'm not, they're not gay enough for me. <laughs> He's playing straight. How do you know? I don't like How it. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> the legend of Faye. Fee? Faye? Um, that's the only other film, I think. I've right. watched bits Gank. of Gank Your Heart. <laughs> yeah. It's a series where he's a gamer, a professional <laughs> gamer, but that's straight okay. as well. Boring. And even in that, he's just so gay. It's like, it's just not doesn't have any chemistry with the lead female and there's like any scenes where he's like with his teammates they're all guys he's just like he's just so much more chemistry with them just fucking make it gay <laughs> but no interesting are we done <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought there was a is that the end i think i just sort of stopped my notes and like didn't write about the end bit but i think yeah that i didn't have anything else or if i did i forgot to write it down so uh do hit us up on sleepminute at gmail.com. But also, I'm just going to, you can find me on Twitter. Fuck it. <laughs> like, I'm fine with that now. Like, I'm not going to check this other Twitter thing that we've made. Uh, so you can find oh, you me at Gemma, Gemma Zoe at, uh, is my handle on Twitter, Z O E Y. Um, and yeah, say hello and tell us how terribly we're doing. No, don't. <laughs> Don't talk to me um, on Twitter, listener. I don't care. No, don't talk to Julian. He doesn't want to. He hates you. <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't hate you. He's just disinterested. He's now reading. I'm going to try and look in his glasses. We will see you for minute 42. See what happens. See if there's any more animation in the next bit. Well, I feel like there's mm. not going to be for a bit. We just got to get onto them, like actually having something to do with each other. Do you think that she's going to say that she knows he's next door? Or is she just going to um, sort of play it like she doesn't and they're going to get into yeah, this I don't know. thing? Are they going to then walk, he's going to come <laughs> around or they'll go around there and then be like, let's look at your childhood bedroom, you weirdo. <laughs> or they'll be like, let's set up some sort of um, tin can telephone that goes through the hole in, a, in the wall that Zoe's already kindly drawn for us. Are they going to make it into a glory hole? <laughs> I mean, we've already seen him naked. It's true, but I mean, also this is like a pencil-sized hole. Uh, no, it's not that kind of film. No. <laughs> it's family-friendly. Unlike us. You. <laughs> you it's, you. it's you that's lowering the oh, tone. Oh, you. Yeah. You. You. Foul-mouthed.